Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of episode 35 of Swimming Upstream. And it's been a while, but we're back and we're back to conclude what we did last time quite a bit ago. <laughs> but we're back and we had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, these, these guests that we have on today, including my buddy Danny and, and Spencer, can tell you uh, that we had some we had some scheduling conflicts. But we're back today to finish this out uh, just before the start of minor league season, which is coming up. Uh, at the beginning of next month. So we're going to conclude the back end of our consensus top 30 prospects list. And I am joined today by, of course, my co-host Danny DeVivo and a great guest from Fish Stripes, Diamond Dreams, and Crawfish Boxes, uh, Spencer Morris. And we're going to finish out this back end of our top 30. And we had Ian Smith on for the first part of this podcast. He could not join us today. We do wish him very well because he is a newly married man. We know he was just on his honeymoon, so uh, we wish him very well, and his opinions will be included in this and what we put out on social media, but us three, we're going to finish this out, so uh, yeah, it's been a while. I'm glad to be back on, on, on a podcast with, with these gentlemen, including my buddy Danny DeVivo, so Danny, we're back, man. What's going on? <laughs> Finally, man. Uh, we had done part one, um, and and I'm, of course, ready to finish out our, our top 30. Um, we're very close to, to um, minor league season starting. It's really exciting. So we definitely wanted to get this out there for, for you guys, for our listeners. So, so yeah, very excited to be with you two here. Yeah. And, and welcoming back in Spencer Morris, man, Spencer, thank you so much. I, you know, I, I told you just a little bit ago about our scheduling conflicts and everything that happened, but we're super glad that you stuck with us <laughs> to do this again here. Uh, for the back end of your list, I always appreciate your opinions. You're you're a great mind in, in terms of scouting prospects and talking about prospects. So we're we're super glad to have you you back in. Uh, as I said, Ian couldn't be here, but uh, yeah, we're we're super glad that you're here with us. So what's up, man? How's Texas? Um, I want to ask your Astros opinions, but <laughs> what's going on right now? Oh man, I don't think I can give uh, clear-headed Astros opinions right now. It's going to be all very negative. If I, if I give any Astros takes <laughs> for the next few days, oh, probably, but, um, no, I mean, I'm good. You know, I've been, I've been deeply immersed in college ball. Uh, I probably will continue to be for, for a while here, but, uh, you know, I live for it. So I'm happy. <laughs> you yeah, think the Marlins can pull off a Kyle, a Kyle Tucker trade? <laughs> no, <laughs> we need him, man. We need him. Nobody's pulling off a Kyle Tucker trade. I can tell you that. <sighs> Yeah, I didn't think so, man. I didn't think so. If if we're not able to get to give prospects for Reynolds, then it's not happening for Tucker. I well, I'll just throw this in real quick while we're talking about the major leagues. The Marlins should just pay sticker price on Reynolds. They should just do it. Like to me, if you you put Reynolds on the team, I can be talked into them having like a a real shot at the playoffs. Like I um so. I think they should just do it. Like it might, it probably would hurt a lot. Um, but I think that uh, it's the only move out there for them at this point. So it would cost a lot of the guys that we talked about on the first part of this, yeah. of this top 30 rankings. Um, maybe not so many on the back end, but we're going to talk about these guys. And Spencer knows and Danny knows that we love, we love talking about deeper down prospects. And that's what we're going to get to today. Uh, we're talking about deeper down prospects. The, back end of our top 30. If you guys missed the top half, that was on our last podcast, which 
was a little bit ago, but if you guys want to listen back and, and recap that, maybe now on, on, uh, on March 20th, maybe some of those rankings are different, but uh, we'll get to that on future shows. For now, we're going to talk about the, the, back, the back end of our top uh, 30 prospects, which for me hasn't changed a lot. I can't speak for these gentlemen, but we're going to get to it. And man, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. I mean, I'll start with you, Danny. We ended at 15 last time. Let's go to 16. Who do you have as your 16th best prospect right now for the Miami Marlins? Go ahead. All right. But, but I need to say something first. All right. Before I give my 16, I need to make yeah, go one ahead. change. One change from okay. my, uh, yeah, I was from my first this. 15. You were expecting this, right? I had Sixto Sanchez at four. Sixto Sanchez was at four if he came back to spring training fit and healthy. And I can forgive healthy, right? Like, hey, his shoulder isn't fine. Okay, all right. But what what is not cool, what, what is not expected is, is him coming in in the state that he did. We've seen the pictures. We've seen, I mean, he has to be like dozens of pounds yeah. over where yeah. he should so so yeah with that in mind um let's just move him down to seven you know below khalil below jj below burdick um let's leave him there for Very now fair. so Very i just fair. i needed i needed to to get that out there but all, all right. right number all 16 right. for me man let's start out with a with a really young guy who's pretty exciting uh shortstop yidi Cape. um he's my number 16 and um, I'm pretty high on him. He had a he had a good season, not an amazing season in the DSL, but he has the tools, man. He has the the, the body, a super projectable. Um, like if, if obviously he's so raw that it, it it's not for a lot of these players. Everybody, we can we can just say, oh, like if everything hits, he can be a five a five to a player, sure. Um, but but he does have the body. Um, so let's see how he does stateside and, and we'll really start making some decisions on it. Yeah. I had him at 15. Uh, I've seen him a little bit out in the backfields, including yesterday, um, where he was playing an intra-squad action. Um, very raw. I will say about Yeti Capay. I had him at 15, like I said, but, um, yeah, tons of projection, like you said. So that's a good pick. Um, Spencer 16, what do you got? Um, I tried to actually, I, to me, I was going out on a limb a little bit with this one. I went with Nick Fortes at 16. I'm a really big fan of his. I thought that last year um, he was one of the guys in the system who moved up the most for me. Um, always had really good bats of ball, um, great track record of, of making contact going back to uh, college at Ole Miss. And then last year, uh, early in the season, he was showing you know a, a pretty heavily adjusted swing seemed to help him drive the ball a lot more. Uh, you know, he moved up uh, a few levels and that carried the, the added power carried all the way into the major leagues. So obviously the Marlins went and got Stallings. He's going to be the, the guy, but I think that Fortes might be their man at the backup spot in the short to medium term. So I, I like him quite a bit. I went with him at 16. Yeah. Pretty solid good. floor for him, huh? Yeah, he's definitely a floor guy. Um, you know, like all the all the guys where I'm really in love with the upside all made the top 15 for me. So we're, we're starting to get into that more um, high confidence role player territory, which is where I sort of see him as. Cool pick. 
Yeah, it's a good pick. I mean, came up last year, uh, handled handled the staff really well, and um, hit for some power too, which was really good to see out of a catcher last year, which the Marlins didn't have a lot of catchers last year. But um, they got one this year, so uh, maybe as the backup, like you said, he could he could definitely. I think he I think he will be the backup catcher for the Marlins this year, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I I guess we're gonna all three have a different guy here. Maybe maybe. I don't, I don't know if we all three had a different guy last time, but we're going to have one this time. My, my 16 is Evan Fitterer, um, Evan Fitterer, high school pick, um, limited velo guy, but I think command of the lower half is kind of what set him apart last year. Um, I really like his slider. Um, that kind of makes him a guy who can really limit contact uh, for just those two pitches, his fastball and his slider. Um, Changeups is what needs work, as with many prospects. We talk about that a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a kid that is so young and has a lot already. Um, I think his size is very, very good. Very, very projectable. As Danny talked about Vietti, I think this guy is going to be really, really good. So he didn't get traded, thankfully. Um, could he still get traded? Maybe. Um, but yeah, this is a guy that's, that's, that's very targetable in, in trades because of everything that he already does. So man, um, limited to just what, like 30 innings last year, but man, still just 21. Um, like I said, that hard bending slider, good feel for it. I really like that pitch. Tons of time for this guy. So yeah, Evan Fitter is my guy. If you can build a change up, I think he's a back end to, to mid starter. So I, I like Evan Fitter. That's my guy here at 16. Uh, we'll go on. Um, 17, Danny, I'll go back to you. Go ahead, man. All right. My number 17 is um, 2021 draft pick, uh, draft pick Cody Morissette. Um. He, I really like that kid. Um, I really like him. He is definitely hit over power. Um, I project him at second base, uh, maybe a little third base in his future. Um, but but I, I see him like to me like a high ceiling would be a guy like a, a Lemayhew. That's that's kind of where where I dream of of this kid. But I love his hit tool. He does have a bit of pop, good fielding prowess. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I do have him at, at 17. Good pick there. Spencer, 17, go ahead. 17, I had Nassim Nunez. Um, I am concerned about uh, the ability to impact the baseball on offense. But um, I think when you look at kind of the secondary skills with him, obviously, you know, he's a, uh, a top-notch defender up the middle, which goes a long way on its own. You also add the element of speed to uh, boost his offensive floor a little bit. I, with ranking him here, I'm betting that uh, he'll be able to develop enough power to at least uh, hit for some average but I think, you know, having that, um, like, fallback role as a, a pure, uh, you know, glove off the bench, um, that, that'll get you a major league job. Um, so you take that kind of uh, low-end floor projection, uh, and then you have the upside of maybe a second division regular if a little bit of power does develop. I think that warrants uh, putting him around the middle of the top 30. Yeah, and we're in alignment here, Spencer. I have Nasi Nunez as my number 17 prospect. Great defense. And, you know, a lot of a lot of players come out of the draft and out of, you know, the international ranks as shortstops. 
And many of them don't stick there, but I really think Nassim Nunez could stick as a shortstop. Um, really, really good, great defensive tools. He's a switch hitter. He's really, really very much better for me from the right side than the left. So I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that he should drop hitting from the left-handed side, but I think he could benefit from that. I, I really think he's bet way better from the right-handed side than the left-handed side. So we'll see what happens as he grows. Um, but you said everything that, that I'm in alignment with. Um, uh, it's no power. It's for average. But I really think he should just stick to hitting from the right-handed side because he looks a lot better doing it from the right-handed side. And that's that's my opinion. Anyways, we'll go on. 18, Danny, go. 18, um, Fitterer. Not much to say uh, about him. You just talked about him, Alex, but he has like 25 pitches. <laughs> and I love that, you know, at a guy his age, he has like, honestly, like no joke, like uh, six different grips, you know, between fastball sliders, right. cutter, like he throws. And I just love to see that. I love him playing around, but he just needs to stay healthy. I mean, I need to see this kid play, you know, every time they, um, you know, they, they, they try to, get him to play he gets injured they try to send him to the afl he had like three innings or something and then came back um so it would be great to just see 60 innings a 70 innings for him from him in 2022 see what we have in him but yeah 18 yeah good pick for sure and you're right manipulate he can manipulate the grip of that slider and make it look like a curveball and you know Manipulate the grip of the fastball, make it look like a two-seamer. You're right, but I, I still think he needs the third, the third pitch. But anyways, going on, Spencer, uh, we're at 18. Go ahead, man. 18, I had more to set. Um, I, I was maybe a little bit higher on him, uh, a little further out from the draft. Uh, the swing kind of at first blush uh, is very aesthetically pleasing. Bat speed is good. Uh, he has good hands. The, the speed and power aren't like super sexy, but they're both very solid. Um, I'm just not, I'm not totally sure where I have his hit tool long-term and that's what holds me back from having him a few spots higher. But I, I look at uh, the ability to play multiple positions. I think he, he'll be, you know, more than adequate at second or third, probably corner uh, outfield as well. Um, and I think a hit tool that, can at least be projected in that 45, 50 range average power. Uh, I think it's like a solid utility profile. Um, and, you know, projecting him there, I think this is where he goes on the list. Yeah. And I have the same, I have Cody Morissette um, as my number 19. Um, I, I, I like a swing, man. I mean, it's, it's, I can understand what you're saying that it, it has a little bit of holes to it, but I mean, I think you could fill it out for sure. As he, as he, um, quick question, Alex, is he year 18 or 19? This is, this is 18, right? We're at 18. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, yeah. I, I have, yeah, I have, sorry, okay. I have, I have Morris at 18. So <laughs> yeah, yeah more, I mean, th this guy is, I would say I'm jumping ahead, but yeah. I, um, no, I was just going to say, I, he's a guy who I think could move up this year. I do expect them to tinker with the swing a fair amount. I don't think it's going to be, you know, an overhaul by any means because I, I don't really think that's necessary. Uh, but if those like adjustments really take well, um, and he looks a little more complete as a hitter, then I, my hit tool projection has, has some headroom, uh, for now. So I think he could get to second division regular, uh, projection, but for now I have more as utility. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right. 
Um, 18, Cody Morissette. I'm, I'm right with you, man. That's, that's my guy here. Um, I think he's pretty balanced. Um, I, I don't mind his swing. I think it's can use to fill some holes, like I said, but um, it's, it's really pretty good as it is coming out of college and, you know, adjusting here to the wood bats, the wood bat league. So I, I like this guy. Um, he has good speed too. I think it's pretty decent. Yeah, I think he can play multiple positions um, and he's good in the field too. Um, reaction reads off the bat, everything that you want and, I, I would say third base. Um, I saw him play third base with the hammerheads and he was making some stabs on some hard hit line drives. So I think this guy could be really, really good. I mean, honestly, um, I think he'll get pushed pretty hard. Um, I think he'll probably go up to Beloit uh, pretty quickly this year. So yeah, that's a guy that, that, uh, that is interesting coming out of the draft and another, I think DJ's favorite kind of special kind of guy. So yeah, I like Morissette. Um, I think he can definitely even out the swing uh, fielding is good. Uh, plays multiple positions. Like you said, Spencer, I think maybe, maybe not starter, maybe more super utility kind of ceiling that you're looking at here, but I, I think he's good. And I think he's, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, but that's what 18. So we're going to go on uh, 19. Uh, Danny, go ahead. Man. Um, this is uh, a guy who I know that's very polarizing dude, but you know, his upside. So it's Griffin Conine. Um I made it to 19. This is a guy who, you know, he could go lower, he could go higher, but with that amount of power, you know, with, with the tool that, that big of a tool that he has, I like him here. I know he has to work on so many things. I mean, that K rate is ridiculous. And I honestly don't feel like Miami's hitting development team are the ones who are going to fix it to be honest, but, um, but yeah, I mean, again, his, his power, I think he had like 30, 37, 36 home runs. I don't know. Last year, um, he can get on base, not much contact, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I have him at 19 mostly because of that power and just trying trusting that he can bring that K rate, I don't know, seven, eight points down maybe but I'm not very optimistic. Gotcha. Yeah. Griffin's a good pick for this spot. Um, the power tool is off the charts, the raw power tool. I, I will say in-game power. Uh, he showed it last year, but then like you said, the, the, the strikeouts were a huge problem. Anyways, we'll go on. Uh, Spencer 19. Go ahead. Um, on a similar wavelength, but I went with Gerard Encarnacion. Um, I may be still clinging on a little bit too long here, but I, uh, he's the guy that I like in the system as uh, the player with kind of an outside shot to develop into a slugging uh, corner guy who gets significant playing time at the major league level uh, over Conite. Um, you know, they both have approach issues for sure. Um, I think that Encarnacion's sort of variety of approach issue is one that I'm a little more comfortable with. Um, I, uh, he's also pretty good in the field, um, like a, a better runner than at least almost any player his size is. He's not a, a, a fast guy overall, but, um, you know, I like him in right field. I think he could be very solid there. The, uh, the approach needs to get a lot better, but I do think that his bat to ball his raw bat to ball skills are a little bit better than like the, the contact rate would lead you to believe. Um, he had some momentum. Then we had COVID injuries. 
I'm just hoping he can, you know, get string together a lot of healthy at bats and hopefully start progressing again. Yeah, that guy, if he's healthy, is really, really, really interesting. Um, they moved him into first base. I'll talk about him, I guess, a little bit probably later on, maybe probably very briefly. But man, he hit a home run yesterday. That oh man, like I can't tell you how far that home run went. Um, it was estimated at like 469. So like yeah. serious, serious power. Most of it's pull side, but you know, it, it is what it is. Very, very interesting guy. If he can stay healthy, as Spencer mentioned. So I guess we're all three going to have a different guy here again at 19. And I was expecting to be higher on this guy than all of you guys, which is fair. But my 19 is Troy Johnson. Um, Danny knows how I feel about Troy Johnson. Spencer, you probably know as well. All of Marlon's Twitter knows as well how I feel about Troy Johnson. Scientific hitter. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they moved him in from the outfield like Gerard, very different player from Gerard, but they moved him in as well from the outfield to, to first base. Scientific hitter can hit for average. Can all of a sudden, as far as last year, hit for a little bit of power, works counts. And is just a super, super nice dude uh, personally. And a really, really solid floor player as a guy that can definitely make a major league impact off the bench. Will he be a starting first baseman? I don't know. I mean, I think he'll have to come by a little bit more power than we saw last year, which was way more power than he has ever hit for before, um, even in college in the, in the uh, metal bat leagues and now it's wood bat leagues. So, but yeah, I mean, has been good since he came in in 2019 with Batavia. He's been old for every level that he's played at. And I think he's going to go to double a next year and really get the challenge. And if he can hit a double a next year and prove that he can still be the same kind of player, Man, I think Troy Johnson is is definitely a guy that can make an impact and probably not that far away. So I really love Troy. Great dude. Um, scientific hitter, like I said. We had him on the podcast. Awesome. So, yeah, Troy's my 19. But we'll go on. Danny, 20, go. 20 is Nassim. Um, the only thing I'll say about him is that he is in so many industry lists for the you know top fielding shortstop all of minor league baseball like his defense is elite it's not just like yeah no, he has a good glove in the system no that he's in lists of the best shortstops in the in the whole you know of minor league so i mean that says a lot about him um but i i'm not i'm not too big on his on his bat either but his floor is very high yep fair uh, i think we're pretty aligned on him spencer 20 for you go ahead 20, uh, Victor Mesa Jr., um, which I know I'm still kind of the low man on him, but I've actually come up a lot on him because when he signed, I didn't really see it at all. Um, but, you know, it turns out he's a really rare hitter um, to put up the kind of performance he did uh, as a teenager in full season ball is not common. Um, bat to ball is really good. Swing to decisions are really good. Um, you hope to see some power develop. I'm not sure how much I really see. I think it's probably going to be pretty modest, but I think that um, the on-base ability is going to be solid enough that he still can at least be the, the first outfielder, uh, the first reserve outfielder for a major league team. And maybe uh, the power just really plays up and he can uh, be an everyday guy. I think that's a little bit hopeful, but uh, I wouldn't completely rule it out. 
Yeah, uh, I think we're we were higher on him than you, but uh, it's understandable. Um, definitely has questions to answer, but he's been good so far, man. And yeah, it's he's going to be an interesting guy to file. I think he goes up to Beloit this year in a more hitter friendly environment. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, but that's a good one. Um, my twenty is is Griffin Conine. Um, I think Spencer said everything that we can say on him. Has to bring down the strikeout rate. Um, kills in batting practice. I saw him hit in batting practice today and a couple of days ago. I mean. Obviously, he has bat to ball. He just really, really needs to figure out swing decisions, um, reading pitches. And I, I really think that that's, that's his biggest crux because the swing plays, power plays, um, he's decent on defense. Um, I think he's probably a left fielder just like his father. He has a much better arm than his dad, I can tell you that. But uh, yeah, a very different player than his dad, which is very interesting, a very interesting dynamic for longtime Orleans fans to kind of follow that, you know, Conine was this on-base guy and this guy is his power or pretty much nothing. So it's kind of interesting to see that, that dynamic, but uh, he's a, he's a good player and he's, he's definitely a, um, uh, a mountain of muscle if he can, uh, if he can make it connect. And I think that's his only problem. So yeah, swing decisions, uh, as Spencer mentioned, and um, uh, pitch readability is, is I think his only problem. Uh, if you can figure those out, great. Uh, he's a 30 home run guy. So Griffin Conine, uh, that's, that's my guy here. And we'll go on. Uh, we're into our final 10. <laughs> Let's go. 21. Mm-hmm. Danny, go ahead. Braxton Garrett. That's my 21. I still, I still believe in him. Obviously not as I did two years ago because he's had a couple of tough years. Um, even though it's really unfair to, to say that 2020 was in, was a rough year for him. He just missed it and then pitched like two innings with Miami. Um, but 2021, I don't think he was ready for the show. Um, and it was tough seeing him, you know, taxied up and down, up and down from triple A to the, to the majors, but I've always liked his stuff. You know, we always knew he wasn't going to be an ace, but I always saw him as this three, four, five solid guy, high floor. Um, again, not, not a great, uh, 2021, but a lot of things that you can salvage, you know, like he's, his, his curveball is still really, really good. Um, I need him to increase two, three miles per hour on that fastball. Like I just I can't see him throwing 89 that, I mean, if you're going to throw 89, you're done because he was supposed like, he was supposed to have this elite command, you know, but he doesn't yet, at least um, he's still walking like a, three to four, even in triple a per nine. So he really needs to bring that down if he wants to pitch 89, but if he can sit 92, 93, now we're talking because his secondaries are really good. So, so Braxton 21 for me. Yeah. Um, curveballs amazing. As you stated, um, he has another good breaking pitch as well, but man, he has to bring his velocity up. I have not seen him throw yet. Um, this spring, Danny, uh, honestly, I know he is supposed to throw in the spring training game on Wednesday. So that is something to look forward to and see where he is at velocity wise. Um, command. I mean, fastball command has really always been his issue. Um, just commanding the fastball early and then he can get swings and swings and misses out of the zone with that curveball anytime he wants, but man, you got to get ahead in the count. Right. And then you gotta, you gotta throw hard enough to get it by major league hitters. So those are his two problems. Fastball command, fastball velocity. You can build that up. Curveball's great. Uh, Changeup's decent. So, yeah, um, just just build the fastball, man. And, and he still has some time. I, I know he's what, like, like you know, I know he's been around for a little bit. But, man, 
um, build up the fastball and, and he could be okay still as a back end guy. Anyways, 21 Spencer, you're up. 21. I had Nick Neidert. Um, I'm a little bit perplexed by him at this point. Uh, he's been around the block a few times uh, as it stands, but I still think there are enough, you know, bankable traits here that he has to maintain a spot around here. Um, I think he's shown he, I haven't seen him have what I would call his best command for a while now, like maybe a couple of seasons, but, um, the velocity in that time has come up. He started, uh, you know, experimenting with the kind of fringe pieces of his arsenal more too. Um, I think he might be a better pitcher at kind of that lower velocity, higher command, but I think there's some kind of major league arm in here. Uh, I think I would like to see him get back to throwing more change-ups, focus on locating a little bit more, but uh, whether it is a kind of middle relief setup role or a back-end starter swingman role, I'm pretty confident that as long as he can maintain some level of health, he'll be on a major league roster somewhere. So I think he has to uh, like with that in mind and the fact that he's, he's ready to fill a role right now, whatever it may be, I think it's tough to rank him too much lower than right here. Yeah, that's a good pick for sure. Um, I have him a little deeper down, but um, yep. Good one uh, for sure. Uh, My 21 is Nick Cortez. I think Spencer already talked about him. Um, Backup catcher ceiling. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's what he's going to be as a backup catcher. But the work that he did with the bat last year was amazing. Um, this was a guy that didn't hit for much uh, in 2019, and then uh, turned it on, especially in terms of power. Uh, and, and at the and all while moving to the Double A level. So, I think Nick Fortes is um, is a really really solid uh, backup catcher. So Spencer already talked about him. I really don't have to go too much deeper on Fortes, but that's my guy here. Um, Danny, we're at 22. Go ahead. Georgie Soriano, number 22. I really love this guy. Um, he is a pitcher who made a dramatic change in, in, his, um, in his stuff from, what was it? I think between 2018 and 2019, I believe. Um, and then in 2021, he went from just having okay stuff, you know, um, low K rate, uh, good pitches but nothing amazing to having just a wipeout slider like he just learned a freaking slider in 2021 and he's throwing mid 90s so just those two pitches have me kind of dreaming on him but obviously he needs to keep developing developing the third one um so George Soriano I mean he had a he had a pretty good season um last year uh, between, what was it, two levels, low A and high A, 11.50K per nine. The whip is still a bit high, um, but his stuff plays. And uh, reports that I've been getting from from minor league camp, my only spring training, is, is are all really positive on him. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, 22 for, for George. Good pick. I mean, I have him a little, a little bit, not, not too far down, but I'll get to him when I get to him and I'll probably just mention him briefly, but uh, I have him slightly lower than you, but man, uh, like, I, I mean, I, I was putting out videos on him the other day. His slider is so good. Um, and he's up to 97 now with the fastball, which is huge. 
Uh, previously, I think he was only like 93, 94, and now he can top at 97 and get swings and misses with 97 as well. So yeah, he's, he's interesting. Um, and definitely a guy uh, in lieu of missed time, you know, he, he had COVID and then the injury that we talked about, that you just talked about definitely uh, a guy that could make an impact for sure. So that's, that's Soriano uh, 22 Spencer. You're up. Go ahead. 22 at Braxton Garrett. Um, I've been higher on him in the past, but unfortunately the fastball just hasn't looked good for a long time. Um, the operation to me, like, uh, he's for the last couple of years, he's been throwing with a lot of effort, but the velocity still just hasn't been there. Uh, I feel like the control has maybe even regressed a little bit in recent history, but I just, I still really love the curveball. I think his changeup is good too. Um, if they can get the fastball figured out somehow, uh, with, you know, a mechanical adjustment of some kind, I still like him as a starter. Um, I'm not really banking on that happening. I see him as more of a short relief guy leaning on the curveball a lot. Uh, but, you know, I like him in that role too. It's just a less valuable role. Um, so that's why he's slid down into the 20s. But um, there's still pieces of the profile that I, that I really like with Braxton. Yeah, and super nice dude. Um, Braxton could definitely still be okay. Uh, as I said before, when Danny mentioned him, uh, fastball command, fastball velocity, for sure. Um, I have him slightly lower, but I'll get to him as well. But my 22 is Osiris Johnson. So I guess, again, here we disagree at 22, but Osiris Johnson, um, some of the best bat speed probably in the entire organization. Very, very, very good bat speed. He came back last season totally jacked from his previous size. He went through what I think I'm pretty sure was an upper body injury. Uh, where he didn't play pretty much at all in 2019. And then he didn't obviously play in 2020. So it's a very disjointed career. It's another guy like that, that missed a lot of time in 2019, didn't play at all in 2020. There's a couple of guys like that in the Marlins organization. Uh, came back and, and really struggled to begin the year with the Hammerheads. They sent him to the FCL and they took him out of the infield and put him into center field where he all of a sudden in a very demanding position uh, was was pretty good um, and came back up to to the hammerheads and and hit for a ton of power. So I like that guy. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen when he moves to higher levels? Um, hopefully that that same kind of power and, and, you know, what he showed with the hammerheads last year can permeate because if so, he's really good. And like I said, all of a sudden showed it in center field. So the athleticism tool is definitely there for him. So I, I like uh, Osiris Johnson, still a young kid, tons of time. Um, I think he goes to Beloit next year and uh, we'll see what happens. So Osiris Johnson here for me, uh, but we'll go on Danny up next. Go ahead. It's Osiris. It is. Um, and we've been hearing about him for so many years at this point, but people do forget, as you mentioned, he's still really young. He's, he's 21. will not be 22 until October. So, I mean, that's the same age that's fitter age, you know, I mean, in terms of he's not really behind. So, so yeah, uh, 23 Osiris. Right. 23, Spencer, you're up. Go ahead. Uh, 23, I had George Soriano. Um, definitely a guy who's come on over the last year. Um, the operation, mechanic, like delivery stuff for me is kind of borderline as far as like starter reliever goes. I'm not sure that I see his command becoming excellent, but I think it can be adequate. Um, and a really interesting three-pitch mix. Uh, obviously, the fastball has big velocity, like uh, you talked about earlier. The slider, I think, is you know can 
pretty solidly be rated as above average. And I think the changeup looks good too. Um, so I give him, you know, a puncher's chance of being uh, a, a number four, number five starter type. If that doesn't work out, I think he's, you know, a very quality setup man. Um, so yeah, definitely a really intriguing arm, uh, to, you know, big twitchy guy who, you know, throws hard and can get swings and misses. So I'm on board with that. Yeah, definitely. I loved what I saw from him the other day. 23 for me is Braxton Garrett. Yeah. You guys already both talked about him. I don't have to go on, uh, needs to fix the velocity, needs to fix fastball command Two good breakers. So that's Braxton Garrett. I, th- I still think he has uh back end starter, uh, ability. So that's, that's me at 23. We'll go to 24. Go ahead, Danny. 24 is Troy, man. You sold him to me. You sold him to me. Saw him last year. Kid can hit. He has the power. I love him. He adapted to first base. I want to see what he does this year. I'm excited. There you go. 24 Spencer. You're up. Go ahead. Uh, All right. I went a little bit funky with this one. Uh, I had Antonio Velez. Nice. uh, The, you know, the former, Non, non-drafted free agents. Uh, I just, I like lefties with good change-ups. Um, they always seem to outperform what I think that they, what I would expect them to do. Um, and, you know, Velez qualifies as one of those. Uh, but in addition to that, he doesn't throw super hard. Um, you know, he's low 90s, but his fastball does have the, the type of movement qualities the teams are looking for right now. It's still an effective pitch, even though, it's not super uh, firm. I do worry a little bit about it starting to get squared up more uh, when he gets into the upper minors. Uh, those kind of movement-dependent fastballs, sometimes hitters uh, at the higher levels just do a much better job of picking them up. But with some guys, they don't. Um, and I think if that's the case for Velez, he can be a, uh, you know, a number five type. Um, and if not, maybe it's a, you know, a, a two-pitch middle reliever. Yeah. Great call out. And I have him very soon coming up uh, on my list, but uh, my, my next guy, you guys already mentioned him is George Soriano. Uh, that slider is just so good. I mean, I, I can't, I can't say that's a 60 grade pitch, at least a 60 grade pitch, if not even better, very good slider. Um, he's pumping velocity. As I said, now this spring, and since I've made this list, he probably should be a little bit higher, but <laughs> I'm going to go with what I had before, but uh, pumping up to 97, whereas before, like I said, he was only like 94, 95 tops. So, man, uh, good velo, fastball. He can throw it in and out of the zone for strikes. And then that slider, even if he misses a spot, he can get a whiff. That, that, that guy is really good. Spencer, you mentioned he has in the changeup as well. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited about Soriano. He's, he's solid. And a guy that no, nobody talks about. Um, also missed time with injury as, as you guys all know. So yeah, I mean, really, really excited for him. Um, I think he's going to be a solid piece mid to back end rotation. Anyways, uh, we'll go on Danny, go ahead. 25 is, is a guy, um, I'm really high on that. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite guys in my list and it's, uh, Ronald Hernandez, uh, catcher, DSL catcher. Um, what can I say about this kid? So he has the pedigree. Uh, 850k brought up brought in um the 21 2021 uh international um amateur uh, and and uh the kid can play i mean he has it he has the tools to hit um he is such a leader uh, as, a, as a as a team catcher and he has the power he has the arm 
he has the athleticism again so raw but I, I've spoken to him and um, <clears throat> his his eyes light up when he's when he starts talking about his pitchers um, giving scouting reports like you can tell he understands the game and what's expected switch hitter um, he prefers hitting from from the left side which I love but isn't weak on the right side um, so I do expect him to <clears throat> go through our system relatively quickly he should start uh, next season at um at, at complex probably but but yeah really high on this kid keep his name in mind great name and I have him on my list as well a little bit later but Spencer you're up go ahead man <laughs> Um, yeah, next up I had Osiris, um, you know, there's not much athletically that separates him from the top prospects in the system. Uh, it's just been slow to come together so far. Uh, there have, he has missed a lot of time, which has contributed a lot to that. You mentioned the, uh, position change also, um, there's a lot to handle as well. Uh, but like at the end of the day, the bat speed is really special with him. And I do, I do like the swing that he showed last year, um, it was pretty different from the one he had used in the past. I think uh, also adjusting to those changes probably contributed to the struggles at the plate last year. Uh, I'm willing to give him one more kind of uh, full chance this season to hope that uh, the contact starts to show some improvement. If it doesn't, I'm going to probably, unfortunately, have to be out on him. But for now, uh, the, the tools are just too exciting for me to move him out of the top 30 entirely. So I, I stuck him there. I, I think that's 25. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. A big year coming up, like you said, um, but man, he, he, he showed really well last year and amidst the position change and the injury, like I mentioned. So I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in on him right now. Um, but yeah, he needs to show it. Like you said, um, you guys have already mentioned my 25 is Nick Nider. Um, I kind of couple him and Braxton together, honestly, but, Obviously, they both throw from different sides. Braxton's lefty and Niner's the righty, right? So, yeah. Um, Braxton has the great curveball. Niner has, I think, an advanced changeup, but they both don't have fastball command. <laughs> they really, really don't. I think both of these pitchers have horrible fastball command. So that's really what they both need. Um, I have uh, Niner a little bit further down than Braxton because he's a right-handed pitcher, and I am very much bought in on Braxton Garrett's curveball. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my deal here. Uh, 25, but we'll go to 26. Go ahead, Danny. My 26 is Fortes. <clears throat> um, as we've discussed a very, I would say a high floor. Um, I love that he makes contact. He does not strike out. I do. I do like that. And as Spencer mentioned, like the year that he had 2021 was amazing. Let's see if he can keep it up. All right, Spencer, go ahead. Uh, 26. Uh, 26, I had Tanner Allen. Um, I'm not sure that I can make a, a compelling data-driven case for ranking him in the top 30, but, I mean, you know, I'm a big college baseball guy. I watched this guy rake um, at Mississippi State. Just a really good hitter, not like a, a particularly outstanding athlete. His power is good. Um, it's not, you know, light tower power. But um, just a confidence level guy for me, I think he's got a good shot to, you know, be a kind of a 45 grade bat with average power, be a really solid bench bat who you can move 
between, you know, probably just the corners, but um, a, a potential to be a, a solid complementary piece for a big league roster, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, I think he fell slightly out of my top 30, but not a bad name to mention. But my 26 is Antonio Velez. Um, I was talking about this guy all of last year. Danny knows that. I tweeted a bunch about him on Twitter. Um, man, uh, undrafted. I, I love undrafted guys. I love guys that come out of obscurity that, you know, go undrafted and come in and make a statement. Then this is one of them. I mean, Antonio Velez, really good. Um, Spencer, you mentioned him before. Not a ton of velocity. Left-handed side, though really, really good breaking pitches and really can make guys look silly with his two breaking pitches that he has, which I think is a slider and a changeup. So yeah, I mean, he's solid. I mean, in lieu of very fiery velocity, I think he's only up to like 93, 94 as much as I've seen him, maybe, maybe 95 topping. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen him that high that much, but he's, he's definitely a guy to look at uh, very repeatable, very free and easy. Um, and yeah, like I said, the breakers speak for themselves. So I, I like Antonio Velez, uh, and he did it at the double A level last year. So, um, good guy, um, good name to know kind of deeper down and not a guy that you would look at it because he went on draft, right. And say that this guy can make a difference, but I, I think he's back in rotation, honestly. And, uh, that's the, that's the ceiling I see there. So, uh, very least four multiple inning reliever at the big leagues at the big league level. So I like Velez, uh, and a super nice dude. So that's, that, that's my guy here. Anyways, we'll go on. Danny DeVivo, go ahead. 27, right? Yes, sir. It's, it's nightered for me. Um, I was really expecting a much better season. Like, I think the Marlins really counted on him um, last season when, um, you know, when our guys went 6 Eliezer went down. I thought they really expected him to just take it, uh, but he didn't. Still 25, though. Um, Hopefully he can have a good 2022 season, but, but yeah, not as high on him as it was a year ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Spencer, we're at 27. Who you got? I never would have guessed in a million years that I would be the first person to bring this guy up, but at 27, <laughs> I had Jordan McCants. Um, I thought that I was low on him uh, for the, for really just one reason, which is that with his current swing, I don't think he'll be able to hit, uh, the ball hard enough to be a, a viable offensive player. I think that um, he needs to change his swing for, for any of it to work at the plate. That's, that doesn't mean that, you know, we leave him for dead, but it's a big obstacle that the other guys we've talked about on this list really don't have. Um, the secondary skills are excellent. Obviously he's an elite athlete. I think there's potential for him to fit at multiple up the middle positions. Um, the, the straight line speed is very good. He projects well on the base pads, but uh, yeah, they're going to have to work with him in the batter's box to help him drive the ball because so far it's just not really something uh, that he's shown much capability to do, which is a problem. Right. And I know this is two different players and I, I know that, you know, I can't speak for one against the other, but his, his brother <laughs> this year, TJ uh, is playing in college ball and he is killing it. So, and he looks, yeah. the setup looks the same at the play. I'm Spencer. You could probably speak to that, but man, if yeah, they no, can I mean, him to do what he's doing, it's going to be good. T yeah. TJ, TJ has developed pretty well in college and that kind of gives you the idea of, of what Jordan could be. Um, it's just, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of developmental, road for him to cover to, to right. get to where we want him to be 
Right. Yeah, definitely. And I have, I do have him ranked, but he's slightly further down on the rest of what we have to go through for me. But uh, my guy is 32 for me. He's 30. So he's not on your list, but he is on, he is in the top 30. I'll I'll mention him when we get there. I think he's nice. Yeah. I I think he's around somewhere in like very bottom of this. Anyways, my 20, uh, where are we at? 27. Uh, Gerard Encarnacion. Um, Man, um, this guy is a mountain of muscle, kills the ball when he connects, but has a ton of ability to strike out. Um, I do love that they did bring him in from right field to first base. Um, I don't know what that means for his future with the Miami Marlins because of all of a sudden what the Marlins have at first base. Um, I've mentioned in a couple of other spaces that I think some some of the major league talent at at first base for the Marlins could move. Um, typically, Jesus Aguilar. I think he could definitely move on his expiry contract that he's on. But then you have Lewin Diaz. So where does Gerard come in? Maybe DH. But man, uh, yeah, he's definitely, I think, limited defensively, um, except for the arm. I think he had a decent outfield arm. But routes in the outfield, not so great. Um, I don't didn't really love his reads off the bat that I saw him make in the minor leagues. But man, his bat, when he connects with the ball, is fantastic. Um, it's just limiting strikeouts. I will say this about him, that... I saw him yesterday uh, in a big league uniform at Roger Dean stadium. And as big as he already was, he looks bigger to me. Like his upper half looks so much more built up, which is even better (laughs) for his ability to impact baseball, which he does very well. So yeah, impact player, great power, definitely a floor guy off the bench, maybe uh, DH starting first baseman if you can put it all together and then the strikeouts a little more. But yeah, I love Gerard. So that's my guy here, 27. We'll go on. 28. 28. Yep, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, repeat for me again. It's it's Gerard. Uh, man, do it again, Alex. <laughs> like three times. All right, man, I forgive you. Um, Gerard, yeah, 28 again. Not much to say. Yeah, you said it pretty well, brother. All right, Spencer, 28. We got... Uh... Two more guys to go after this. Go ahead. Um, well, you know, prospect lists are an inexact science. And sometimes I, I like to do things that are kind of for, for me. Um, and this this ranking was one of those. I went with uh, Bennett Hostetler. Uh, nice. I, didn't, I didn't have him on my original list. But, uh, you know, with the, this whole catcher conversion business, I'm deciding to speculatively move him up under the assumption that he will uh, be good enough at catcher to stay there for some length of time. That might be a bit of an assumption. It probably is, but um, I'm just really intrigued by him for a lot of reasons. Um, you look at the guys who tip, who tend to uh, break out at older ages, um, being a multi-sport athlete at a young age and playing in a cold weather environment are two of the biggest ones. Um, he fits both of those. On top of that, just really came on statistically towards the end of his college career and then carried that into his pro debut. Uh, There's pretty intriguing tools for a later round guy. Uh, His bat speed is quite good. He can run. Um, There's power. There's some power there as well. Uh, I'm still kind of, you know, getting a full handle on what kind of a hitter he is. But just, uh, you know, the athleticism in those late bloomer kind of markers, and now you add in the fact that uh, he can potentially play a premium position for you. And I think there's enough intriguing upside elements to uh, to put him on the back end of the list. 
Awesome guy. Yeah, good pick. Um, I'm excited to see how he transitions to catcher. Uh, that's definitely – and, it, man, like they were bought in enough on his offense to challenge him to the catcher position. So, man – that's 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 really really interesting. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited for him for sure. Um, a good name and another great pick by DJ Spalick from the draft. Anyways, uh, my 28 will be Ronald Hernandez. Um, I think Danny already mentioned him switching catcher. Um, you know he's 17 years old when they got him. Uh, just turned 18, I think. They like this kid a lot and for good reason mm-hmm. because <laughs> this guy is 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 solid. <laughs> Um, you know, my the only real thing on him, my only thing on him, <laughs> and I've mentioned this to you, Danny, is the size. Um, he's like six one, one fifty, at seventeen years old. So I mean, there, there's still projectability there. You could still say that you know he can project enough to be a modern day catcher, whereas catchers nowadays don't have to be huge, right? <laughs> it's kind of different from years past. But yeah, this this guy doesn't have to be huge to be a catcher, and like you know, the size right now is is small, but you know, stateside, he's stateside right now. It could get, it could, it could definitely, that could definitely change. He could show up next year and be massive. So yeah, I mean, this guy is, is, is really solid. Like I said, switch hitter, you saw him more from one side than the other last year. I think that'll permeate into both sides this year. I think he could definitely still hit from both sides. I think he showed enough from what I have heard um, out of his time that he spent last year uh, into, into a good bat from both sides. So I, I like this kid. Um, he's, already getting looks uh, with the big league club against big league stuff. I mean, he's looking foolish because he's as young as he is, but he's there. Right. So you're going to show a kid major league stuff and say, Hey, this is what you got to, this is what you got to learn. And that that's big for me when I see any really young prospect um, come up uh, to, to big league camp and, and, and face off against much further advanced stuff that that shows that they, they want to teach this kid and they want, they want to show him right now and they want to challenge him. So, um, I think uh, Ronald Hernandez will will definitely be a guy that you you can watch in years to come. Maybe not a, not in the same sense as Yuri Perez, who came out of nowhere immediately, but another guy that could be uh, in the same conversation as a guy that you don't talk about right now, but you could talk about very soon. So that's my guy here. But we'll go on. Danny, you're up. We got what two more guys, right? So go ahead. Yeah, uh, another repeat, Antonio Velas. Um, I think this is a good spot for him. Um, he is kind of like the pitcher um, for Fortis's 2021, meaning pretty much like the the maybe the best seasons um, on, on the pitching side of the ball, or maybe let's call it best unexpected seasons because no one had this guy, you know. Um, undrafted in 2020, which again, it's, it's, it's five rounds. So it's not like undrafted in 30, but still um, no one had him. And he, he just came in here with his changeup and, and wow, man, like you talk to players and they're like, he's good. You know, like they, 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 they speak really highly of him. So, so 29 Antonio Velez. Yep. Awesome name. And a good pick there. Uh, Spencer, we got 29 and 30 to go. This is uh, 29 we're at, right? So go ahead. Yep. Uh, 29, I had Brady Allen, uh, the, the second Allen on the list from the 2021 draft. Um, just a good mix of solid tools. I think, you know, you see a lot of guys with his kind of skill set develop into big league bench outfielders. Um, and I think he has pretty good chance to do that himself. 
Uh, I like the bat to ball with him. Again, he runs well enough that you could probably give him some playing time in center field, even if he's more of a primary corner guy. Um, again, and again, with the power, not a ton, but uh, enough to impact some games with. Just good, solid across the board player who can contribute a little bit in a lot of ways. Got you. My, my 29, you already mentioned him, Spencer, is McCants. Um, this was not a popular pick, probably the only unpopular pick of the Marlins draft in 2021. But man, um, you know, high school kid, you know, lefty hitter. So, you know, I, I look at stuff like that. And like, like I mentioned to you about, about TJ, I mean, I, I don't want to put too much emphasis on what his brother is doing, because obviously there's are two different players. But man, I mean, if you would have went to college, you know, other rather than signing with the Marlins, maybe we could have seen the same kind of thing. So maybe, maybe not. I, I, that's the variance, right? So tons of time for this kid. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't really call him like a twitchy athlete. I really don't think he defines that term, but I think the selectiveness is very good. Um, I think he's very good at picking up pitches. Um, he just really needs to improve the loft to his swing and to hit for somewhat, some kind of power because he really doesn't hit for power. So yeah. Um, infield defense is okay. Uh, I think it's actually pretty good. Um, bat to ball is decent right now, but still, still a ton, ton of time. I mean, he has to do something. He either has to hit for a plus average or come by some more power. So if you can answer one of those questions, definitely have some raw tools. So I got Jordan McCants here back into my top 30. Anyways, uh, let's go on. Danny, go ahead. Last pick. <laughs> yes, okay, sir. Yeah, this, is, this is number 30. Go ahead. Number 30. Um, this is a name I just, I couldn't, I could not removed from my top 30, even though he probably deserves it, uh, Will Banfield. Um, this is probably my last year <laughs> in the Banfield train, um, but it's still his age 22 season. All right. So he'll be 22 for all of 22. And we know what he can do behind the plate. We know the type of leader he is. Um, he has everything behind the plate. But Jesus, man, that 2021 season was so bad you know people were expecting just to see a little bit more and you keep asking scouts and they keep telling you or development guys they keep telling you oh he's looking great he's looking amazing um and every time he's in a in, in, in any sort of camp but it does not translate into the games so it's time i honestly right now I have no idea if he's going to start in double a or high a you know with his uh, again, defensively, he can, of course, do double A, triple A right now. But is he ready for double A? I don't know. Um, I think he will start at double A. Um, but, man, I just couldn't get uh, remove him from my from my top 30. Yeah, it's, it's this year or never for Banfield. I will say, um, and this is one showing, um, and against a guy that he hit off of, I think it was, uh, a lower guy, a lower end guy that he hit this off of, but I think it was Pat Manorari actually. But anyways, um, or one of one of the lower end guys um, that doesn't have nearly as much experience in minor league baseball as Will Banfield, but he hit a, a showed some pretty nice contact the other day from what I saw of him in a couple of at bats. So, I mean, I'm not going to buy all into that because that's two at bats against the rest of his minor league career, which has not been great at all offensively, but. As we all know about him, the defense speaks for itself and pitchers rave about his re uh, receiving skills. So, man, I, Banfield's not on my list, but um, 
you know, it, it's it's this year or never for him, I think, especially in terms of uh, what the Marlins have coming up behind him all of a sudden, I guess, in terms of catching. So, yeah, that's that he's got to show it this year. It's it, That's it. Anyways, uh, Spencer, you're up. This is your last pick. Go ahead. Uh, number 30, I had Josh Roberson, um, about as boring as they come, you know, righty fastball slider, middle reliever setup guy. Um, every system has him. every trade. It feels like has one of these guys in it to just <laughs> give those scales that last little piece of balance, um, did struggle a bit, uh, with the, transition to double a uh the walk rate really jumped up um when he made that leap but uh, that's not an uncommon thing for uh, guys his kind of style to go through i think he'll write the ship and eventually be a, a major league bullpen piece probably a, about a seventh inning type gotcha i was not expecting to hear that name because he's probably <laughs> like in my low 40s to 50s but uh, a good one to mention. Uh, my last guy, you guys, uh, I think Spencer, you already mentioned him, is Tanner Allen. Um, this guy is like Troy Johnston light to me, if there is such a thing. <laughs> it's a guy that, as you mentioned, uh, Spencer, he's really not, you know, great in the outfield, I don't think. Um, I think he could definitely move into first base, as, as Troy Johnston did, and play a more limited defensive role. But, man, can't argue against what he did in college, especially in 2021. He missed – 2020, um, he, I think he heard his ham eight bone and then obviously Corona and then 2021, he hits 383. So yeah, I mean, scouts like his hit tool. I think they say 55, 60 grade hit tool. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a guy that, that, that could come out and, and kind of be that out of nowhere guy, you know, as, as a guy that's kind of deeper down in the draft, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's not expected to do too much at first, but could permeate into something eventually. So I like um, Tanner Allen as um, kind of that limited athlete, as you said, Spencer, I really don't think he's the most athletic guy in the world, but the hit tool is pretty good. So I I like that guy. Um, I think he could be okay. Um, That's going to be my, my, my last guy here in in my top 30 and I hope he can put it together. So yeah. Uh, That's uh, that's, that's the back end. Uh, We did 15 last time. We did 15 this time. Uh, we're sorry that Ian couldn't be here with us, but we will definitely make his opinions heard uh, on social media when we put these lists out for you guys to interpret. Um, and we'll talk about it there. Uh, we'll get some more engagement from you guys there. But um, appreciate Spencer Morris. I know we've had many delays in this. Uh, nights where I just came home and fell asleep. Nights where Danny couldn't do it because he was busy with his kids. We, we had a lot of delays, but we got back on here. We made another podcast and uh, we made it happen. So uh, appreciate you for coming on, man. And uh, I always appreciate your insight. You're awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Don't sweat uh, the delays. Um, You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not the best at uh, keeping a schedule myself. So I know how it is. Uh, It's always, always a good time talking ball with you guys. So um, yeah, it was a pleasure. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. That's Spencer Morris. Uh, If you don't know his stuff, he's from fish stripes. He also covers, Astros ball on crawfish boxes and he has his own website called diamond dreams, which is fantastic. So go follow Spencer, wherever you guys uh, get your content. He's really great. Uh, Danny, what else you got, man? Anything else? I know it's been a while since we've been on a podcast, so I want to give you a last chance to say anything you want. Go ahead. I'm going to throw in a sleeper. <laughs> Paul McIntosh. Uh, I mean, he's not, yes, he's let's probably go. not even close, probably not even close to my 30 right now, but 
I mean, look at any footage of any pitcher. He's the one catching for the for the minor leaguers. You know, Eudy, like anyone. You're right. Hitters, right. right. It's always him. You know, so, I've been so saying that, that. Every, every 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 double A game I've seen on the backfield so far this spring. <laughs> P Mac right? is a catcher and he right? can hit with some I mean, power, man. So he's gonna that be is a guy another undrafted guy like yeah. Velez, which we mentioned. So mm-hmm. I mean he's he's interesting for sure, but not in my top 30 yet. But maybe next time we do this, he may maybe. Be, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to use it. I had to use my my five seconds, man. Proceed. You're good. You're good. Oh uh, man, this was awesome. Uh thank you guys all for listening in. This is finally going to do it for the two-part episode. That was episode 35 of Swimming Upstream. Appreciate you guys for listening in. I will have more stuff coming up uh, all on the website, me and Sam. Uh, I'll have more stuff coming up on social media that you guys can follow along with in terms of uh, live coverage. And we'll have more podcasts soon. I got another good one coming up. Stay tuned. Uh, But this is going to do it for now. This is episode 35, Swimming Upstream. Appreciate Spencer, Daniel, as always. And we'll see you guys next time. (laughs)